It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, and welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie filling in for a WB. He's taking care of some personal matters, but I am here in the captain's chair. And as we do every single week throughout this racing season, we bring you brand new episodes of Southern Race Week Radio. That's right, no best ofs, no reruns. Just brand new episodes, and we really appreciate you tuning in here on the vast uh, Southern Race Week Radio Network, or if you're listening right now to the podcast version of the program, which will be available for you on Monday. So if you're listening right now and you want to hear it again at the end, you can listen to it once more Monday when this is loaded up on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can check out any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio there on those certain platform uh, locations. Just search for Southern Race Week in the search. And while you're there, subscribe to it, like it, leave a comment or a rating. And if you are subscribed, when the new podcast is up and available, you'll get a notification to let you know that it is there and ready to be listened to. And I got to tell you, I'm coming off just a, a great week of recovering from last weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend, thanks to uh, Brandon Hutchinson, Dustin Bixby, uh, and the entire crew over there at Atlanta Motor Speedway for being so accommodating to us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Got some great pictures, great video, great footage that we'll be posting here throughout the next few days or so on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page. And I got to tell you, it was just exciting racing. I think no one knew what to expect from the all-new Atlanta Motor Speedway with the reconfiguration, the increase in banking. And, of course, the new repaved track. But, uh, I mean, just exciting racing from the green flag to the checkered flag. I mean, three wide racing. We had uh, an occasional wreck or two as well. Uh, a great race on Sunday with the Fultz of Honor QT500. We're going to talk about all that here a little bit later on in, in racing news as well, breaking it all down. But uh, as a fan, I got to tell you, I didn't leave. I did not leave early. I was up and interested in every lap of racing that was going on at AMS. And if anything, it's got me more excited and fired up for July 10th when the NASCAR Cup Series returns for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And I believe tickets are available. And I'm telling you, if we get the same kind of racing in July as we did last weekend, I'm sure tickets are going to be flying out of Atlanta Motor Speedway. So you might want to get those tickets, campground sites, uh, before they're all gone, because you never know what could happen in July. Maybe it could sell out, especially with the kind of racing we saw. Uh, it's possible. So go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com for all the details of how you can purchase your tickets and get ready when NASCAR returns in July for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. And as I said, Club One, absolutely beautiful. All the campsites. They had the Peach Pit on Saturday night with a band, fireworks, um, cornhole, a lot of people enjoying themselves, so it was a great time. And the crowd was amazing, I got to tell you. The crowd was amazing. Probably one of the biggest crowds I've seen AMS in a long time, and it's only going to get bigger in July for the uh, Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Weekend. That'll be a July 10th on Sunday, so make sure you get your tickets because we would love to see you, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot of NASCAR Nation returning to AMS for another uh, awesome race coming up in July. And here on Southern Race Week Radio, we're going to be talking a little bit about what happened last week in Atlanta Motor Speedway. We've got another star-studded lineup of guests 
to break it all down for you in just moments. We'll be speaking with America's crew chief from NASCAR on Fox, Larry McReynolds, will be joining us to uh, break down his thoughts on the race week in Atlanta Motor Speedway. And also, he's a huge Braves fan, and I'm going to see if I can get some uh, thoughts and comments on on Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves and what he thinks about Freddie leaving the Bravos and heading to the Dodgers. Also, we're going to be speaking from Five Flags Speedway, Tim Bryant. He's going to recap the action from the Arca Series this past weekend at Five Flags Speedway and preview all the great racing and events that are going to be coming up at the track here over the next few uh, months and so. And then also, how about this? For the first time ever in Southern Race Week radio history, we're going to be joined with another local Georgia driver who made some noise last Saturday in the Xfinity Series race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Mason Massey, the driver of the number 91 Chevrolet, will be joining us on the program to break down all the action from what happened in the Xfinity Series as he had a top 10 finish at AMS. So all those guys are going to be joining us. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy another great episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program, joining us here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he's here to recap all the exciting action from this past weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in, as we like to call him, America's crew chief, from NASCAR on Fox. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Larry McReynolds! Uh, Mr. I'm not McGre- sure I've ever had an introduction <laughs> like that. That one maybe goes straight to the top of the charts there. Well, you should. I think everywhere you walk into, Mr. McReynolds, you should have someone screaming your name so they know that greatness is uh, coming into the building, and we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here. So let's get right into it here. We just finished up. Our home track here for Southern Race Week is Atlanta Motor Speedway. A lot of curiosity about how the new track, the new car, would influence racing in AMS. Uh, Personally, myself, as a fan, I was out there watching the race. The stands, the infield, not completely sold out, obviously, but a bigger crowd than we have seen in a lot of years. And And I think that's due to the curiosity of the car and the new track a little bit. What did you personally think about the action and the racing at AMS this past weekend? You know, first and foremost, just so happy the the weather gods shine down on Atlanta Motor Speedway. I know we had our challenges on Friday, but there were no races scheduled on Friday. But as far as Saturday and Sunday, I'm not sure you could have pre-ordered weather any better uh, for racing out there at the Speedway. And even my wife asked me, she said, why do you think the crowd was so good? And you touched on it, Alfred. I think it's probably a combination of things. I think, one, just the sport has a lot of buzz going on right now across the board. We've got a lot of really neat, cool storylines. But I do think when you look at the racing that we've had, I even go back to the Bush light clash at the L.A. Coliseum, the racing we've had all year with this new car, we have not had a bad race anywhere. And then throw in the fact that a lot of curiosity – that Bruton, Smith, Marcus Smith, SMI, they decided to try something kind of out of the box with Atlanta Motor Speedway and turn it into a mile and a half, quote, unquote, super speedway. The big phrases headed down there was, I have no idea and I don't know. 
It didn't matter who you asked. You could ask a driver or a crew chief. It didn't matter. And that was a pretty common answer. But I've got to say, it didn't take me really long into just the practice session on Saturday. They knocked it out of the park with what they did. And I don't know how anybody could challenge and not like what we saw on Sunday. Alfred, we had 46 lead changes among 20 drivers. 46 lead changes. That's 11 more lead changes than we had in the Daytona 500 back in February. I tell you, it far, far, far exceeded all of my expectations and then a whole lot more. Every lap seemed exciting as everything. Now, one thing I did hear a lot of people complaining about was the 500 miles. Uh, there are people who are talking about maybe shortening it up to 400 miles. I know in July we'll come back for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart, which is a 400-mile race. Do you feel that maybe there is some some way that, that you think that we should maybe shorten this race to a 400-mile race or keep it at 500? You know, I could almost make a case either way, Alfred. I, I, I will say a three-hour and 57-minute sporting event in today's society is a lot. But what, you know, prior to Sunday, I would absolutely say running a 500-mile race anywhere except the marquee events, the Daytona 500, the Southern 500 at Darlington, and then the Coke 600 at Charlotte, outside of those three big special marquee events, I've questioned, are we to a point with our society and with our viewers and our fans that we need to be doing that anywhere? Uh, and we really don't have that many. We have the two at Talladega, Texas Motor Speedway, their fall race is a 500 miler, the one in Atlanta we just ran. And outside of the others I mentioned, that's about it. So we really have reduced the number of 500 mile races. But I've got to say, with the racing that we saw on Sunday, I'd be okay either way. I'd be okay if they leave it a 500-miler, uh, or I'd be okay if they reduced it. To your point, we come back there in July, it will be the Quaker State 400. Now, prior to Sunday's race, I felt like they needed to turn it into a 500K, which would be 312 miles. It just – it's been so long. We've had some good finishes at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but it's been a long time since we've had a good race. And to know those guys were going around a mile and a half racetrack, two wide, 10, 12 rows deep, sometimes three wide. Um, I could see why they'd be okay. And I'd be okay if they left it a 500 miler. It's almost like, who do you talk to? If you talk to people that were at the track for the live event, they go make it 600 miles, but people at home, Probably you start going much north of three hours and 15, three hours and 20 minutes. I think you start losing a lot of our viewers. Well, the TV ratings were up for this event and the attendance at AMS were, was definitely much more impressive than I've seen in, in many years uh, at Atlanta versus Speedway. Speaking with Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, uh, talking about everything that went on at AMS this past weekend. Let me uh, ask you something I'm very curious about. The state of North Carolina has provided money for Rockingham, and North Wilkesboro to get some renovations and hopefully get those two tracks up and going. Do you see in the future, when these once these places are renovated and ready for racing action, that we could see NASCAR returning there, whether it's the Clash, an all-star race? Yeah, and of course, that's been an ongoing story probably ever since they they closed up a number of years ago. And, and you know, I'm a big fan of, of both tracks. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to win races at Rockingham and win races at North Wilkesboro. You never say never, but I think if NASCAR did come back there, it would probably be more suited for a truck series race or maybe even the Xfinity series. 
Alfred, what I'm seeing with our sport right now, especially the Cup Series, is fans go for more than just the race. Uh, and I think adding tracks, they also it has to be a destination. You know, look at this track we're going to this weekend uh, that was added last year, Austin, Texas. It has to be something more than just a racetrack out in the middle of nowhere because families use this as a vacation. Uh, they use it to take their kids, and there just has to be more there than just a racetrack to be able to go in and watch a race. The logistics in, in the infrastructure around those two tracks is horrible. There's no hotels. There's not a lot of restaurants. And I, I just I just don't see it with the Cup Series. Never say never, uh, but I just don't see it. Maybe trucks, maybe even Xfinity, but I just don't see it with the Cup Series. And NASCAR's done a great job of going into markets that they haven't been to in a while with the Clash at the Coliseum. I know they want to try to get into markets where – Maybe there is a big NASCAR fan base, but nowhere for them to go to watch a race. So do you see – and I like what NASCAR is doing here. They're Like you said, they're doing a lot of things differently than they've done in the past. They're changing the schedule up a little bit. They're going to new tracks. They're doing new things. Do you think this is something that NASCAR is going to do over the next few years, maybe every two or two or three years, maybe change things up a little bit, change the schedule? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I can only go off of an interview I heard recently with Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR. But Steve Phelps said, you know, we're probably going to slow it down a little bit. We're probably not going to just continue to just throw it all in a bucket and shake it and pour it out every year that we feel like we've added enough new venues, enough new marketplaces that we're still going to look at minor changes. But I don't think you're going to see that major overhaul like what we saw back before 2021. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, maybe keep up with what's going on, uh, where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with everything that's going on in NASCAR? Yeah, I try to stay pretty active what time will allow on Twitter, at LarryMac28. That's at LarryMac28. You can follow me on Instagram. I try to post a lot of uh, videos periodically, and that's LarryMac28. And then we've got the website that got revamped um, late last year, uh, LarryMcReynolds.com. Check it out. Try to do some interacting there as well. Again, at LarryMac28 on Twitter, LarryMac28 on Instagram, or the website, LarryMcReynolds.com. And not only can we see you every uh, weekend on NASCAR on Fox and during the week on Race Hub and all of that, but you also do radio as well on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 as well with Danielle Trotta. Uh, I get a chance to listen to that uh, daily on my uh, Sirius XM app while I'm at work. Uh, don't let the bosses know about that, of course. But you do it all, sir. Radio, television, we really appreciate your knowledge and all the great uh, insight that you give us into this uh, beautiful sport that we call NASCAR, sir. I, I love what I do. Yeah, I enjoy doing the on-track radio show, to your point, with Danielle Trotto on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. We're on uh, weekdays, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 Eastern time. And, yeah, it's hard to give you my schedule with Fox and FS1 because I think if it moves with NASCAR, I'm on the show in some capacity. I tell people all the time, I don't know if they love my work or I'm the only one that won't say no, but uh, I truly enjoy everything that I do and want to really thank the fans. And it's so good, Alfred, to see fans back in the grandstands and and that we feel like we're somewhat returning back to normal. I, I don't know if we'll ever go back to the normal that you and I know, and I'm not sure we absolutely should, but uh, it's really good to see things going back as close to normal as possible. 
Well, uh, we always appreciate it, Mr. McReynolds. Enjoy the rest of your week, sir, and we'll catch up with you, everything that's going on with NASCAR on Fox and also Race Hub on FS1, sir. And by the way, I see the hat. Go Braves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I guess let me get your thoughts on this real quick. You're a Braves fan. Freddie Freeman going to L.A. You're, what's your thoughts on that? Could not believe we let him get away. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I know there's things that goes on behind closed doors and things that as a fan, I don't understand, but why and how in the world did we let Freddie Freeman get away blows my mind. Uh, uh, believe me, we're still here and trying to figure it out here in the, in the city of Atlanta as well, sir. And then on top of that with Matt Ryan, so much going on here in Atlanta as far as sports go. But uh, Mr. McReynolds, thank you for the time, sir, and uh, good luck to you. And I'm sure we'll catch back up with you down the road, my friend. You got it, bud. Take care. Be safe. Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to have our next guest, Joining us here on the program, one of the main men in charge of keeping up one of the best tracks in the United States of America. It is the home of the Snowball Derby. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in via the Food Depot phone line, ladies and gentlemen, from Five Flags Speedway, it's Mr. Tim Bryan. Woo! Uh, Mr. Bryan, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week. My friend, and hopefully you're yeah. having a great day today, sir. Pleasure's all mine, Alfred. I, uh, sorry I lost my boxing gloves at home this morning after that <laughs> intro. You are one of the main men in charge of Five Flags Speedway, and you guys were extremely busy over this past weekend as you welcomed the ARCA Series into town. So tell us a little bit about the racing and all the excitement and action that happened this past weekend at Five Flags Speedway. Well, we did. We had the Pensacola 200 Arca Menard Series East race, uh, race number two on on their schedule for, for 2022, and that ran here on Saturday night. And uh, Sammy Smith, who was the victor in the opening round at uh, New Smyrna Speedway back in February, also uh, uh, came home with a victory Saturday night. But it was a it was a hard-fought win. Uh, he uh, battled it out with uh, Taylor Gray most of the night. A late race restart violation actually cost Taylor Gray an opportunity to, to race for the win. He ended up uh, uh, coming back and, and uh, finishing uh, finishing well. Leland Honeyman was the real surprise. He came home second in the race. Gray ended up third. Mexico driver Daniel Escoto finished fourth. And Willie Mullins, a very popular fifth-place finish for Willie. So uh, hard-fought win. Uh, one of our short track aces coming on the scene uh, in, in, recent, in recent times is Jake Fitch, who made his ARCA debut Saturday night. Jake ran as high as second in the race, was a contender. And uh, lo and behold, a late race right front flat tire cost him a chance to go for the win. He ended up finishing eighth, I believe it was. But uh, all in all, it was, it was a good race. And uh, uh, we also had the Voors Compact Touring Series race here. Uh, put on a good uh, support program. So anyway, that one's in the book, and uh, we're we're ready to move on into what we really love, and that's late model racing and, of course, our local racing here at Five Flags Speedway. I know. you got a lot of stuff going on here. You can check out the website, fiveflagspeedway.com. That's number five, flagspeedway.com. You have so many great events that are going to be coming up at your track, especially over the next few weeks. You're going to be having some great events coming up. So let us, tell us a little bit about what you got coming up with the Blizzard Series that will be in a few weeks. Yeah, April 8th and 9th, uh, first time for early season uh, super late model doubleheader, the Pepper Jack Kennels Twin 100, uh, Friday night, April April 
uh, eight hundred lap Southern Super Series event, and then we'll follow that up with a completely separate race uh, on Saturday night, April the ninth. We'll line up Saturday's race based on an invert from Friday night's race. The winner of Friday night's race uh, will actually uh, do a random draw in Victory Lane Friday night, and we'll determine whether we're going to have an eight, nine, ten, eleven, or twelve car invert based on Friday's finish for the lineup for Saturday night's race. So uh, that's going to be quite interesting. Another uh, another side note, the driver with the best two-night average finish in those two events, April 8th and 9th, is going to get a seat in the SRX race coming up here June 18th. So uh, uh, we're, we're really excited about that. And it, this is a great opportunity for one of our own Southern Super Series super late model drivers to go head-to-head with the world's greatest drivers on June 18th. Speaking with Tim Bryant uh, from Five Flags Speedway, which is the home of the Snowball Derby, and you brought up the SRX Series, which will kick off the XRS uh, Series here uh, this year. So very exciting for you. And that event will be broadcast on CBS Sports. So a great opportunity for a national audience to see the great racing that goes on at Five Flags Speedway. So how excited are you and your crew to welcome in the SRX Series in 2022? Well, we're excited and nervous about it at the same time. It's a big time event, and uh, you know we're already making preparations uh, for that. For that, and uh, you know it's an honor to, to to start the SRX series here at Pensacola. Uh, it's big for our track. It's big for our community to be in front of a live. Uh, national primetime television audience that's never been done before. So uh, we're getting out to scrub brushes already and uh, uh, it's going to try to put a little extra shine on for that event. Uh, along with trying to put on our regular season racing here at Five Flags Speedway, which is our bread and butter. Well, there's always a lot of action going on at Five Flags Speedway during the season, so I know we're very excited about it and tickets are still available. And reading here on the website, it's never too early to talk about the Snowball Derby. Uh, your renewals will be starting on April 1st for the Snowball Derby this year. So if our listeners want information or maybe they want to purchase tickets for any of the upcoming events that are going on at Five Flag Speedway, uh, where can they go to get information and purchase those tickets? Well, first off, let's touch on the snowball a little bit. We'll be sending out notices, or they're actually in the mail. I think probably some people have maybe even received them already. Ticket holders from last year's Snowball Derby will get first option for for renewing those tickets. That all begins April 1st, actually goes all summer long uh, through the August 1st deadline. That is the deadline for renewals. Uh, If you want to upgrade your seats, maybe higher, different section, closer to the aisle, whatever, you can request that. We process those upgrades after August 1 in the order that the ticket sales have arrived. So uh, encourage folks, if they, they want to upgrade their seats, why, you know, do it early uh, as they can. Uh, after two or three weeks of, of processing the upgrades, actually, uh, I believe the date is August the 22nd. It's a Monday. All the remaining seats for the Snowball Derby will go on sale. So uh, we'll be giving more information about that. In terms of SRX, all those tickets are available online. You can go to fiveflagspeedway.com, and, and uh, at the top of the, the homepage, there's a button that says, buy tickets here. It'll take you to our seating chart and you can do your entire purchase. You can see what seats are remaining. Tickets are are flying out the door for that SRX event. So again, I want to encourage folks to, uh, if they think they can join us on June 18th here, which is a Saturday night uh, in Pensacola, why uh, go to fiveflagspeedway.com and you can go through the whole purchase uh, process there. That's for the SRX event. I also want to mention this weekend, our immediate future. Um, Of course, as you know, the home base for the Southern Super Series is here in Pensacola, and we couldn't be more excited to be coming into your neck of the woods. We'll be at Cordell at Watermelon Capital Speedway 
Chris Motorsports Park in Cordell this weekend for the Georgia Spring Nationals. A good field of cars already entered for that event. We'll be running Southern Super Series event for 125 laps, and they'll also be running a 75-lap Pro Late Model event on the same program. So uh, we're already packing our bags, getting ready to come to Cordell and spend a weekend in Georgia. Well, Mr. Bryant, we always appreciate your time. You're a great friend of the show. We love what goes on at Five Flags Speedway. We always appreciate your time. I know that FiveFlagsSpeedway.com will be the uh, website that our listeners will be hitting up. And also you're on uh, Facebook and Twitter as well, so people can go there and follow and like the pages there. Mr. Bryant, we really appreciate your time joining this week here on Sunday Race Week Radio, sir. You're a great friend of the show. Safe travels for you, and we look forward to talking to you again down the road, especially as we get closer to the SRX date. Well, we appreciate it. As I said earlier, it's always our privilege. Hey, everybody. This is Roger Cruz from Rev Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we've got another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Hotline, a Georgia driver representing the south side of the state of Georgia, representing as well in the Xfinity Series this past weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, the drive for DGM Racing in the Xfinity Series. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Georgia's own Mason Massey! Love that intro, man. Appreciate that. That was awesome. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Massey, when we have a, a big deal guest on the program, we always find it appropriate to give them a big deal introduction, sir. And you are a big deal as you're another one of the great Georgia drivers that is representing us in the NASCAR Xfinity Series along with Cubs and Trucks, but uh, you're at an Atlanta Motor Speedway this past weekend racing for the Xfinity Series and your number 91, a Chevrolet, a top 10 finish. Congratulations. You finished sixth in the Xfinity race, which was a lot of fun. I got to tell you, as a fan watching the race in Atlanta Motor Speedway this past weekend with the Trucks, Xfinity, and the Cubs Series, you guys put on a heck of a show. But for you as a driver, what was that experience like racing on the all-new Atlanta Motor Speedway? Uh, it was definitely a wild experience. It was kind of like a speedway and a mile and a half all in one. You know, you had to be able to draft well. And you had to have a really good handling car. And uh, we had all that, man. Uh, Mario brought a really good car to the racetrack. I just really want to thank those guys, you know, for all their hard work and everything. Uh, it's been a really fun year. Uh, just racing with them and getting to know everybody there. You know, we had a really good race and a lot of fun. And just really happy I could get uh, a really good finish for my guys. So let's talk about your season so far as the Xfinity Series is going on right now. I'm sure you have high expectations uh, for your season. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you this season and uh, what are your expectations and what do you hope to accomplish in the Xfinity Series this year? Uh, so it's been an up and down season so far. Had some bad luck. You know, we went to California and we had uh, all kind of flat tires, left front flat and everything. So uh, we had some bad luck there. Then went to Vegas. Had a really fast car at Vegas and ended up getting wrecked. You know, went to Phoenix then and had a really fast car there. We finished 23rd, which is decent for us. Uh, we had some pit road stuff go wrong, but uh, heading into Atlanta, man, I was looking forward to it, just going back to my home track and everything. And it's always been a fun place, but uh, with the repave, it was really a, a, a whole lot of unknowns, honestly. And I didn't really know how to prepare for it. Uh, a lot of guys went into it blindly because I think only three or four Xfinity guys had ran that track. So it was definitely an unknown, and we figured there was going to be some drafting going on, so we kind of prepared for that and had a really good car. Started 26th, 
and just kind of worked our way up in the first stage and had a bad pit stop there on my end. So we had, uh, fell back to about 30th and we just kind of worked our way up throughout the race. We kind of picked them off one by one and were able to dodge some wrecks and get up there at the end and uh, had a shot at it on that last restart there, green, white checkered. So just kind of worked our way up and finished sixth, man. It was awesome. And and just hoping to get a really good run again going to Richmond here in a couple of weeks. Now, when you have that situation where you kind of fall back, you have a little situation in the pit or whatever happens, you get back out there, and then you're able to run your way to the front. How much does that help in your confidence going further when you're able to know that, hey, you know what, maybe a situation might happen or I might fall behind a little bit, but I'm able and I have the skill uh, to drive my way back up to the front? That's, it really helps the confidence a lot. Uh, I know I got a good car under me, and I know that all my guys are working hard, and Mario is making good calls in the box. And, you know, it just helps you be confident with the car you're in and just helps you make some moves, you know, you might not make if you didn't have a good car. So uh, we were able to kind of get that bottom line rolling there for a little bit. And we made up a lot of spots, uh, being behind Justin Allgaier on the bottom. And we were uh, working pretty good together, kind of side drafting guys back. And it was a lot of work, man. I was uh, I was mentally drained after that wreck. It really helps having a good car, man. I, I could go anywhere I wanted to there. And just want to thank Mario and them for that and just happy I can get them the run that they deserve. Speaking with the driver for DGM Racing and Xfinity Series, Mason Massey. Now, Mason, we've heard your name float around in the racing community here in the state of Georgia, and it's great now that you're able to represent the state in the Xfinity Series, but I'm sure there's maybe some of our listeners who haven't heard about you or know much about you. So maybe for our listeners who's just knowing who Mason Massey is all about, what got you into racing, and, and how did you get to where you are today? Uh, so my family's always been really involved in racing, uh, more on the dirt track side of things. My uncle, Marty Massa, he, uh, he raced, and uh, I'd go watch him when I was younger. And when I was about five years old, I told my dad I wanted to race and ended up buying me a quarter midget and went to run that a little bit and worked our way up to Bandoleros, Legend Cars, uh, won the national championship in Legends in the pro division and uh, raced uh, for the Elliots and late models for one year, which is kind of what put me on the map a little bit. And we were able to win some races with them. And during that for a couple of years, ended up going uh, the dirt track route. And we bought a super late model and a crate late model and won a lot of races in that. And I'm really thankful for my dirt experience because I feel like it helped me a lot uh, in the stuff I'm doing now. So got an opportunity with the Rayon brothers in 2019 to race the truck series and really thankful for that. And we had some good runs, and then 2020, signed with BJ McLeod Motorsports and Xfinity, and ran with him for a couple of years, learned a lot, and just gained a lot of experience that I needed. And signing with DGM this year, uh, I think I feel like we can knock off some good runs, and I feel like I have the experience now, and just got to keep putting races all together, and just keep getting really good runs for our team. Well, Mason, you definitely have come on strong in the Trucks Xfinity Series now, and we're looking forward to your return to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. You'll be back in July with the Xfinity Series. And when you guys return in July for the uh, race then, do you think you might go into it a little bit more now with some experience now that you've had one race under your belt to come back to AMS and uh, hopefully get that checkered flag and, and get that victory at your home track, which I'm sure is something that is on the bucket list of things you would like to do in your NASCAR career? I sure hope so. That'd be amazing. We'll go back with a lot of confidence for sure because uh, we're not running that car again until the next Atlanta race. So uh, we know we're going to have a good car and a really confident team. And, you know, we go in there and anything can happen. Uh, you know, we could win the race. Who knows? But uh, we just got to execute and just keep getting better and better every week. And hopefully by the time the next Atlanta race comes, we have some more good finishes under our belt. 
we have more experience and uh, and we'll be ready to go for it. Well, the state of Georgia and every one of the community is ready to support you when you do return in July with the Xfinity Series for the Quaker State 400 weekend uh, presented by Walmart. So, Mason, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with your racing career, your team, and everything going on with you in the Xfinity Series, where can we steer them to keep up with what's going on with you? So I'm on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Mason Massey Racing. Uh, go find me on there and follow me and follow uh, follow my season and support and uh we'll keep you all updated on everything going on with me and uh you know we'll uh hopefully get uh have a good following going have a lot of support for this year and uh just keep on knocking off those good finishes well mason will definitely be supporting you throughout the xfinity series we're looking forward to your return to ams in july sir and uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on a southern race week radio we'll keep up with your uh, progress and hopefully have you back on the program soon to keep us updated on what's going on my friend Appreciate you having me. Thank you. This is Alan Cavana. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back. This is brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we wrap things up for this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which will be available for you on Monday. So if you want to listen back to this week's episode or listen to any of our previous episodes of the podcast, you can head on over to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just make sure you go to the search and type in Southern Race Week, and you'll be able to find our podcast. Subscribe, like, rate, and leave your comments as well. We really appreciate it. And don't forget about our social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and you can follow our fearless leader, WB, who is off this week. But – I promise you he'll be back in the captain's chair next week, and you can follow him on Twitter at WB Radio Network, and you can follow yours truly at Alfie underscore 19, and also like our Facebook page. That is facebook.com slash Southern Race Week, and also we always bring you the latest racing news and information you need on our Twitter and Facebook pages, so make sure you go out there and follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page, and also the email address. Make sure you can Email me anytime if you have a driver you're interested in getting on the program or anything like that. You can always email us at srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. And once again, thanks to our great guest who joined us this week here on the program from NASCAR on Fox and also Sirius XM Radio Channel 90, Larry McReynolds. Also, one of the main people over there at Five Flags Speedway, the home of the Snowball Derby, Tim Bryant. Joining us in the course from the great state of Georgia, driver in the Xfinity Series in the number 91 Chevrolet, Mason Massey, joining us as well. So thanks to those great guests for joining us this week here on Sunday Race Week Radio. So uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We've got an all-new episode coming up for you next week here on Sunday Race Week Radio along the far-flung Sunday Race Week Radio Network. Mm-hmm.